BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production. Available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No. There are some sports that aren't afraid of the rough stuff. It's called the National Lacrosse League, where they're kicking the crap out of each other every night. How about that? And UFC, because human nature hasn't changed. There's still aggression. Kids still need to take their aggression up. So maybe they don't play hockey anymore. Maybe they play football. Maybe they play lacrosse. But if this is the way that junior hockey wanted to go anyways, I say let's play if that's what it's going to take. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Good day, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. We are live coming at you out of the bunker here in Western Canada. And it's episode number 478 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. I see people are punchy. <laughs> Very punchy. Are they? In the comment section today. And that's great. I want to tell you who are. Well, I, I'm Rod. He's Moose DuPont. It's really catching on, isn't it, Moose? I yeah, I guess so. I, I honestly, <laughs> I'll be, I'll swear, I didn't think it would, but it is. And you I didn't think it, it would, and I'm into it. That's, I don't know. Yeah, Moose Dupont is a thing. It's not often you get a nickname in your 30s. <laughs> That's when it comes. You know, usually you it never happens know. a lot earlier. You never know. So I'll take it, uh, folks. We'll get to your comments in a moment. This is the warm up, as you know, for the Four Seasons Sports Palace. And uh, order a pizza online and uh, beverages as well. They have delivery service, Four Seasons Sports Palace, 909 Arcola Avenue East here in the sweatpants capital. Coming up on the program today, I'm excited to chat with these guys. Jason Greger from TSN 1260 Edmonton, the uh, famed Edmonton broadcaster. John Hodge, the famed columnist for 3downnation.com out of Winnipeg. I was on the 3down live stream with them last night covering the CFL draft, and we just had a blast. It was a great night, and we're going to get to that in a moment. And coming up later from Increase Athletics, you know him, you love him, Daniel Wapple, a guy that played in Vancouver, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, Regina, the Esteban Bruins, the Saskatchewan Huskies. This guy played all over, Darren. Mm-hmm. He's going to be with us from Increase Athletics and his partner, Tyson Enzi. We're going to talk about their company, but also talk about some NHL topics. So that's coming up in hour two. But let's please hit the quick six show topics, please. Oh, that's loud. This reminds me of that old uh, marketing slogan. We're going to sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. We got six quick six topics, but we only need two. Okay, as far as I'm concerned. Number one. It was a wild night. CFL draft leftovers. Um, 
I'm not joking when I say it was great. TSN did a really good job. We were on the Three Down Nation live stream. The Ticats did their own post-draft thing hosted by our good friend Louis B. There was some drama. There was some intrigue. And what was different between the NFL draft and the CFL draft is there are months and months and months leading up to the NFL draft. For the CFL draft, Darren, I think you would agree there was like two days. And let's be honest, who knew who Jake Burt was before Monday other than the Jake Burt family? And really nerdy, hardcore, hyper-focused Patriots fans who would know who's on the practice roster of their team. Yeah, nobody. Nobody knew. Nobody. And all of a sudden, he's the number one overall pick. And then as I told you they would, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders went with Nelson LaCombo number two overall. I had no inside info there, but I know how the general manager of the Rough Riders, Jeremy O'Day, thinks. And that was an easy slam dunk home run, I guess. And and then away we went. And Bob's your uncle. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers took a couple of U of R Rams, Kyle Borsa and Robbie Lowe's. And people are mad at the Riders that they didn't take the local kids, the Regina kids. But the Bombers did. So the rivalry's alive there, you know. And Chuba Hubbard's going to the rival Calgary Stampeders. Yeah. You know, so that's my take on the CFL draft. If you weren't watching, you really missed out. So I hope in that two-day buildup that you got – your appetite whetted to watch it because it was great. Connor Bergloff, Jake Haggerty yes. from the U of S, along with LaCombo, went. I want to give a shout-out to Flory and the, the good work he's doing. Scott Flory uh, up in Saskatoon. Um, love following that program. I retweeted Blake Nill's tweet this morning. He's the coach at UBC, who I have tremendous amounts of respect for, um, talking about the, all of the Canada West players that went. And the game is just so underratedly good at the Canada West level, but really the youth sports level all across Canada. Um, And so to celebrate that last night with, with the players going from all the different schools, um, I thought was just tremendous. And of course, you know, we're hyper-focused here in the Western side of the country. I mean, the guys that went from Manitoba and and, uh, U of A and, and all of the programs, it was really, really fun to see. It was almost like a, you know, not as much me being, excited for these CFL franchises getting great players, but more of proud of these university schools and the work that they've put in. So it was was all positive. It was was all smiles. Now to the viewers, before we change topics from Michael Wynn, CFL draft was fantastic. Go bombers. Go hashtag for the W from Dominic. The CFL draft was good. Feels like a higher level of player being picked this year from Jeff, the Stampeders fan. Like I said, exact words on the RP show Monday regarding the Stamps draft, Canadian offensive line, past that, linebacker types for special teams. He's saying they did exactly what he predicted them to do, and I would hope if he's as in tune with his football team that he would nail it, and he did. So they, they're into it. Uh, Wayne Grolo in BC. I think the Riders did a good job of drafting Nelson LaCombo and Terrell Janna last night. They got, with the last pick, second last pick of the second round, the guy that John Hodge had, for his number one player in the mock draft. So the Riders had to be very happy with their draft. From Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg, is it just me, or did all the CFL hosts on TSN look noticeably older than since the last time we saw them all together? I think it's just you. (laughs) But maybe they are. Technically, they are older than the last time we saw them all together. Yeah. You're saying they're not aging well well in the pandemic? Is that... Look, look. It's not like I'm going to throw anybody under the bus here, but Rod Smith has decided in the pandemic to just let it go. White. I'm using Control-GX, and it works awesome. I love it. Listen, I watch 
How often do I tell you I watch SportsCenter? It's, if I'm not watching ESPN, I'm watching TSN or Game Plus. Okay, so I, I know what I watch the ads for Control GX. Oh, yeah. It works. Of course. But Rod Smith has decided to let it go. So, of course, he would look older. You know, so, so Dwayne Ford has a little more white in his goatee. Who wouldn't expect that? Right? Yeah. I think overall it was just nice to see the gang back together, was it not? But I'd like to say I thought it would have been appropriate for the CFL and TSN both to acknowledge the passing of Chris Schultz at the uh, outset of the broadcast. But that's just me, and maybe I'm just hypersensitive to it. So I'll move on. I just wanted to mention that. Jacques Dupuis says, good morning from rainy Ottawa. He's watching today the nation's capital. And I had a call from an Ottawa media person yesterday. It was, it was a fun call. And he said, Rod, stop. Drop it. Stop it with making the CFL draft something. He goes, we don't have a Trevor Lawrence. We don't have a Trey Lance. We don't have a Zach Wilson. It's not the best players. It's just a draft we have to do. It'll never be anything. And I said, well, listen, the World Juniors was just a hockey tournament until the World Juniors, or TSN made it, the World Juniors. Right? We can tell people it's a thing. It'll be a thing. And he goes, but those are still the, the greatest players. These aren't the greatest players. I said, stop. Picture this. Name me a theater in Ottawa. And he said something along the lines of the CAC theater or something. I said, this theater in Ottawa, on the stage, the commissioner, and Russ Jackson, and Tony Gabriel, and the first round players that you know are going to get drafted, and... Matt Nichols and Paul Lapolis and Marcel Desjardins and the TSN panel, and we bring in Jock Slimy, uh, Climy. We call him Jock Slimy because he's a lawyer, Slimy lawyer. <laughs> he's a great guy. I know. He's a great guy. I've met him. I've been introduced to him at least five times. He's a good guy. So I'm seeing all the stars there. You're selling merchandise in the lobby, CFL draft stuff, just like the players get when they walk on stage. And it's a party. And, oh, by the way, we're drafting these guys over here that you've never heard of. But it doesn't matter because it's all about getting everybody together and promoting the product. And he goes, you sold me. Paid for by the Best Buy CFL draft. Anyways, I want to move on to the next topic. But that was our chat yesterday. Unreal. And... With the chance of maybe drafting Americans, if you open it up with the XFL, imagine if you are drafting Corey Sheets or Bo Levi Mitchell or oh, Mike yeah. Riley. Yeah, they're not going to be slam dunk, going to start day one and be stars like Trevor Lawrence, because if that was the case, they'd have went in the NFL draft. But they're going to be exciting. You're going to have reasons to, to know who these guys are. So it has an opportunity to be really, really big. Uh, here's one, by the way. Farmer in Saskatchewan writes in. He says, I sure love the excitement from the first overall pick this year. So his family was together watching the pick and the draft, and he was adorned in Ticats gear when they made the selection. Think about that for a second. They called him. They knew. Obviously. Obviously. And they so kept was, that a secret. Yeah? Yes. So they pulled a John Lynch, and I don't mean John Frenzy, the 49ers uh, general manager who didn't even tell his own scouts who they were taking third overall in the draft. So anyway, it was fun. The CFL draft was fantastic last night. So bravo, TSN, bravo, CFL. And, and I'm glad for those of you that followed along that you did. Moving on now to the other thing that took over Twitter last night, and that's Tom Wilson of the Washington Capitals. We had talked about him ragdolling Artemi uh, Panarin and Bushnevich with the Rangers. Y'all have seen the video 
I'm sure if you're watching this show, you saw the tweet from the New York Rangers where they have, they've said that George Paris, the head of NHL discipline, is unfit for his job. And they said it was a horrific act of violence of what he did. And I actually went to Twitter and said, I don't have any issue with what the Rangers said. I had guys coming back to me going, listen, he didn't shoot up a school, Rod. He didn't, you know what I mean? Like, how, how horrific is it? I've been around the game my whole life. He slammed Artemi Panarin's head. He pile-drived him into the ice with no helmet on. He could have killed him. And all he got was a $5,000 fine. It's wrong that all he got was a $5,000 fine. And I'm kind of sitting back going, I've said a few times this season and last that Paris has made some really odd decisions, but I understand. I learned this from Rick Dirksen 100 years ago. The WHL had a discipline. Ten guys can look at one piece of film and see it ten different ways. So just because I don't agree with George Paris doesn't mean that I'm right and he's wrong or the other way around. But Tom Wilson could have killed Artemi Panarin on the ice the other night. It is a star. But you people who don't want fighting, this is what you're going to get. You know what a lot of Rangers supporters are saying, including Kyle Hall, our good friend from the, the uh, Broadway Head podcast? Rangers don't have anybody tough. So whose fault is it? You're going to get let some idiot like Tom Wilson skate around and rough up your Russians and knock Artemi Panarin out for the rest of the year, and you can't do anything about that because you don't have any tough guys? Whose fault is that? That's the way the NHL is now. And I saw, I love SportsCenter, Mike Johnson, LeBron, Gino. Gino Retta. They went deep for like 10 minutes on this. It was a fascinating discussion. And they brought up the U.S. television contract. Is this what we want Americans seeing for the NHL? Uh, say it again. The United States has had the NHL for 100 years. It's a Don Cherry line. <laughs> like it's all new to them that, that the NHL might be violent. But this isn't violence. This was stupidity. Right? The, the, what Tom Wilson did is stupidity. Okay. And I don't need an anonymous quote from The Athletic from a GM to say Tom Wilson skating on borrowed time here. He's still in the league. He got a $5,000 fine. I know you got thoughts. I'm going to turn over to you right away. What did I say? Six topics. We only need two. Um, so the Rangers can say whatever they want. These are the kinds of things that we would sit around in the dressing room and say about the other team or the other guy. So they're just putting it on Twitter. So what? What they're saying isn't new. Mike Johnson said the players would love what the Rangers did by tweeting that and making a statement. They can say whatever the hell they want. They can call for whoever's job. It's does Gary Bettman have the brass ones to either remove the guy or keep the guy? I think since 1992, Gary Bettman knows what he's doing. Just because the Rangers want George Paris removed doesn't mean they're going to remove him. It's their opinion. It's not cancel culture. They can say what they're just finally putting into 160 characters what hockey people have been saying for 100 years. This isn't new. I'm not trying to cancel anybody. And by the way, there's people I would like canceled that aren't going to get canceled. I accept that. So why are people coming after the New York Rangers? They can say whatever the hell they want. And by the way, I would be as upset as they are. Again, their best player could have been killed by Tom Wilson. They have a right to tweet what they tweeted. I think I'm done. Are you sure? Yeah. You keep going. I love it. No, you're, you're right. And it's not cancel culture. 
So anybody who thinks that the Rangers, that, that, that it's cancel culture for George Peros, it's not. This is such a hot-button topic, and there is so much reaction on social media about the same thing. And it didn't come out the second that it happened, the second the game was over. You waited, and you saw this yeah. build up and bubble and boil, and then they came out with a statement. You know, it was careful. It wasn't just, you know, we're going to ask him to be fired because they, he did something we don't agree with. No, he did made a decision that the whole hockey world doesn't agree with. You know, and you're right. Could have killed him. Could have killed him. I had somebody, you know, and I haven't done ran the numbers, but a $5,000 fine with this $4.1 million contract is equivalent to you getting a $100 speeding ticket. Uh, less than, I less think. Less than $100. It was like $62. It's like a nickel. Yeah, it was nothing, you know, for that. So, and he had no helmet on. I, I saw the clip of Crosby. It was at last night against the, the Flyers, and he was wrestling a guy and threw him down to the ice. He was wearing a helmet. It happened once. It was completely different. This is a guy ragdolled him twice. And I know we want to look at, at people faceless and nameless and everybody should be treated equally, but it's just not the case. He's a star. You protect the quarterback. You protect the stars because that's why we pay money to go to the games. Yeah, I'll go to a Leafs game because it's the Leafs, but I'll really go this year because they got Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, and on and on. You're going to go because it's Connor McDavid. You're going to go watch games in New York because of Panarin. So protect them. Just from the viewers, Ryan McCarthy is watching in uh, Saratoga, New York. Rod, do you think the fact that former players are running the Department of Safety rather than someone like Colin Campbell is the reason for the lenient punishments? Well, Colin Campbell played in the league, too. I don't think you should have a goon running player safety. And Clark says, well, Berkey thinks they should. I'm like, when did Berkey become the conscience of the National Hockey League? And by the way, I'm not the con conscience of the National Hockey League, but I don't think you should have a goon running the Department of Player Safety. It's a little bit of an oxymoron. Maybe give the job to Gretzky. He's not doing anything else right now. Um, from Don McNeil in Central Ontario, he says, Paul Stewart tweeted out that George Paris isn't the problem. Go up the food chain. And stop at Colin Campbell. Nobody likes Colin Campbell. Then get rid of all of them. But the Department of Player Safety is a joke, and the Rangers are right. They've made a lot of terrible decisions. So anyways, I can't wait to get Jason Greger's take. He joins us from Edmonton next from TSN 1260. And we'll get to the other four topics maybe later on today. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I just want to put in a few viewer comments from patrolman pete in winnipeg he says that was a quality monologue players like tom wilson add nothing to the game adios and donna burger donna burger she says i'm making a smoothie hitting the couch and watching the show for the next two hours not moving good thank you we really pivoted from cfl talk to tom wilson and okay here we go our good friend jason gregor joins us here on national television he dropped an f-bomb last time so i'm just warming warning you we are in game plus greg's yeah. That was hey. the, the first time, Rod. It's, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Hey, I had to dig. I had to dig through your 
Twitter timeline to get your thoughts on Tom Wilson because you went deep on the Oilers game last night, which I understand. But do your thoughts stray from mine on where the – what are your thoughts on Tom Wilson and the Rangers going after him? Well, I guess, first of all, to you know, when people say Tom Wilson has no value to the game, I strongly disagree. The guy's, the guy's a power forward. He scores 25 goals for it. He can score 50 points. He can do it all. Now, does Tom Wilson have at times a, a temper uh, control issue? I think that's fair. I, I look at Wilson and, you know, if, if what happened last night, and we saw, like, I know, uh, you know Sidney Crosby and Konechny were wrestling. Wrestling matches happen every day. Now, because Panarin had his helmet off, he's not the first guy to have his helmet off in a wrestling match, and he won't be the last one. Um, I, I felt Tom Wilson probably could have got a game because of his reputation. But people were going way overboard for that one play last game. That play happens a thousand times. Now, if you want to say that wrestling now is going to be banned and they don't want guys doing it, that's okay. Then, but then you have to change the rules. Because if anybody else wrestles Panarin to the ground... People just kind of bat an eye, and they're like, oh, well. So are we going to suspend guys for a play that if everybody else did, they wouldn't be suspended? And that, to me, is the fine line that they're walking with uh, with Tom Wilson. I think the 5K fine is really what the joke is, but that's more of the CBA. You can only find guys five grand. There's nothing there. How do you find Tom Wilson hundred grand, right, uh, which, which the Rangers might get fined based off of what they said and what Doug Wilson said in 2013 with the Sharks, and Doug Wilson's comments was, was pretty calm compared to that. So I, I think that Wilson actually, when he plays his game, he's a really good player. Does he, does he cross the line sometimes a hundred percent? I don't like the, well, he could have killed him thing. Well, we could say that about every hit, right? And so that to me is, and we've never ever suspended guys based on the outcome of the play. Now we could have an argument about that, but you've seen guys run guys from behind rod into the boards. Guy doesn't get injured. Nothing happens. We've seen guys, you know, have a, have a very minimal body check. The guy's out for six weeks. The, the league has never suspended based on what the injury is. So you suspend it on the action. And Tom Wilson could have gotten a game. I wouldn't have had an issue with it. But I don't think it was worth much more than that. By the way, you shouldn't hand out discipline based on the injury. You shouldn't. I agree with all of what you said. I'm just going to chime in with some viewer comments here. Michael Alley's watching in Los Angeles. He said, Tom Wilson should be thrown out of the league. The NHL should not tolerate this behavior for one second. Nelson Hakowicz says, I'll be tuned in to the Rangers caps tonight just for the drama because they're doing it again tonight at MSG. But a couple things on what you've said. Yes, the assistant GM of the Capitals, Ross Mahoney, lives here. Good friend of mine. Tom Wilson would not be on the Capitals if he couldn't play. You're right. But he did not have his helmet on. Tom Wilson knew that, and he deliberately pile drove him into the ice. And for that reason, he could have he could have killed him. We're going to have to disagree on that one. It was reckless behavior. Do you think the Rangers should be subject to discipline for the tweet? Because I I don't. You can say whatever you want. Well, you can't though, Rod. In in a business, what, what you you never want to have it look like the inmates are running the asylum. And so, when you have the NHL comes down, and I use Doug Wilson, so the precedent has been set. Doug Wilson in 2013 came out and uh, disagreed with the suspension at the time for Rafi Torres, and his comment was actually very like they didn't he didn't call anybody out. He didn't say anybody wasn't fit to do their job. He just said he felt they got it wrong, and they got a hundred thousand dollar fine. So with the rain, like the Rangers to come out and um, say that George Peros is derelict and you know he's he's not suited to do his job, like that's a pretty scathing 
remark about an NHL employee on a public platform, I fully expect them to get hired because in your business, if all of a sudden Clark Monroe came out publicly and said, man, Rod had a real brutal show yesterday. He was terrible. Would there be uh, repercussions? Even if it was true, would there be repercussions? Of course there would. So I think they'll get a fine. Now, no one's going to go in his couch cushions, Rod, and pick out a hundred grand. So it's not going to be a big deal, but he'll get fined. Like I'd be stunned if he didn't just based on past precedent from when a team speaks out against the league. So furthermore to that, because I guess ultimately Gary Bettman, I guess, will make the decision on this. It's sort of like George Paris will make a decision on what was said about George Paris. I got to think this is going up to the upper level of the National Hockey League, right? Yeah, th- th- this won't come down from Department of Player Safety because it's not player safety that uh, you know wasn't happened on the ice. This is this is Gary Bettman for sure and Bill Daly. You know, Board of Governors will have a conversation. Keep in mind, like Nolan and, and Dolan and everybody at the Rangers knew that this was coming. Right? This was a a, a planned uh, report. It came out from the Rangers. This wasn't some social media person working for their team who just decided to say, "Hey, I disagree." This is this was from the higher ups at the Rangers. I think they're and they did this knowing. If they get a hundred thousand dollar fine, they don't care, right? So let's let's be honest about that. This was well thought out. This was planned, and you know people can argue if there's any. You know, did they lie about it? Here's the thing: when it comes to George Perils and thinking that it's one guy who makes all of the decisions is, is probably misleading. Number two, um, you, people say, well, let's have a non antagonistic person making those decisions. Well, no one's ever going to agree. Right? If they're ever going to agree. Like you look at most suspensions now, and like, okay, I thought he'd get a game. He didn't get any games. I thought he'd get two games. He got four games. Right? Every, every one of us has a differing opinion, just like every GM in the NHL. Like it's not like all GMs view the game the same. That's why they build their teams differently. So we're, we're never ever on a suspension, rarely going to have 100% agreement. So I don't, I don't know if George Peros is doing his job terribly. I, I don't, I, I look at consistency of this. We've never really had a guy who just, you know, wrestled the guy to the ice and got suspended for it. So there really was never a precedent for that. <laughs> you, well, you and I, I think, are seeing it differently. He, they weren't dancing and went to the ice. He grabbed him and pile-drived him. That's what well, I yeah, saw. He, he, yeah. he, did, he did a wrestling move. You know, he didn't pile-drive him, Rod. If we're doing wrestling, come on, dude. Like, we got to get into Stu Hart. So you know what a pile-driver is? That's what a pile-driver is. Okay. Right? He, he did a hip toss. He bulldogged and here's the thing. him. Yeah. So, and, and people might not like this, but, and Joffrey Lupul, I saw, and I agreed with it. Joffrey Lupul said, Hey, if you're the New York Rangers, at some, like the NHL is still a league, especially in the divisions this year. You know how, when you're playing against your division, you, the Calgary Flames in the heyday of the 80s, they built their team to try to beat the Oilers. So they had to have skill and they had to have toughness. The Rangers have not, they have no toughness. Now, some can say, well, you don't need toughness. And that, that's, you're entitled to it. But when the other team, if you're Panarin and you jump in there and you jump on the back of a grizzly bear, well, guess what happens? You might lose. So, you know what? Um, it's not like you can say, well, I'm Panarin and I can jump in and rest and John and Tom Wilson has to just stop, right? Like once you engage, now you're even. And we can say that maybe Tom Wilson shouldn't do it. And there's some validity to that. But Darnell Nurse said, hey, it's easy for everybody on the outside. Until you're on the ice in that split second, Tom Wilson, when he's grabbing a guy and someone's grabbing him, does he halfway, oh, geez, it's hard to me, Panera, and I'm going to stop. Like, I don't know if any of us would do it, Rod. No, I know. Uh, well, hey, Rangers pundits, analysts, fans are saying exactly what you're saying. They're like, we don't have anybody tough. So what do you think is going to happen? I'll also say this. We're in a different era of sport. 
You remember when the Coyotes, when John Chaka got smoked? Remember the news conference, uh, news release that came out from the Coyotes? John Chaka just quit on the Arizona Coyotes. And it's like, I can just imagine the owner standing over Rich Nairn's shoulder saying, put that in the news release. And you know Rich from the Arizona Coyotes. Like, I mean, everything's crazy now. It's not like it used to be. This is... And it was one of your uh, one of your listeners chimed in and said, hey, I'll be watching the drama. Damn right you will. But here's the thing. Like, I guess Brendan Smith can fight him. Brendan Smith's a fairly tough guy in his own right. But is he is he NHL Tom Wilson tough? I don't know. But he might fight him. And will that solve anything? I don't know. Now, here, I think the, the, the one valid concern that I agree with when it comes to Tom Wilson is if – he feels like he can almost do anything on the ice. And, and I don't know if you read the, uh, the, you know, Matt Cook is probably one guy who can talk fairly accurately about this because Cook used to be a guy that almost played with no conscience, right? He would cheap shot guys and he never cared. And, and, he, and that doesn't forgive him when he talks about it, but I think he's a guy that can understand, well, you know what? I had to learn that I can't just do whatever I want all the time. And so part of that might have to come down to the Washington Capitals to say, because Tom Wilson is a guy who has shown an inability to control himself when he gets frustrated. If you watch that game, Rod, like this was building. He was getting mad. There'd been some penalties on him. And I think the word Cook used was he was kind of looking like a toddler who was having a tantrum where he is just building. And so at some point, the Capitals themselves might say, hey, Tom, you're more valuable to us on the ice. And if you keep doing this stuff, like we can't have you getting suspended for five games in the playoffs again. Like that can't happen. If I can just impart on this, by the way, Gregor, I mean, I know you well, but not well enough. I think you know enough about me. Matthew Barnaby and I have had these chats. Listen, he snapped. You're not going to prevent Tom Wilson from snapping. Stu Grimson, the same thing. Matthew Barnaby talked to me about his meetings in the New York office. They're going frame by frame by frame. Matthew, what were you thinking when you approached him with your elbow up and hit him right in? He's like, I wasn't thinking anything. Give me the fine. Right? Like, Tom, yeah. you're not going to stop Tom Wilson. The wires aren't touching, okay, with yeah. guys like that. Well, that's I agree. Hey, at, at some times, it's hockey's, well, it's pro sports is an emotional game. You, you have how many games a year with how many players? And for the most, like, the NHL is cleaner now than it's ever been. And so what happens is when there's one guy who crosses the line, and who, and obviously when it's Tom Wilson, it's magnified. But when you consider how many situations there are, Four guys where they do make the right decision. I would say 99% of the decisions are the right decisions. So, um, like, it's a high-speed game. We're always going to have bad decisions. And some of them aren't, like, conscious where you're skating. And now sometimes a guy gets mad and he's like, I'm looking for revenge. That will happen, no question. But I think those type of players are very few and far between in today's game. Clark tells me three minutes. Oilers, how far are they going? And who do you think they're playing in the playoffs, uh, Montreal or Winnipeg? Well, geez, the uh, the Winnipeg Jets rod, it's like they're going down a slip and slide on a mountain and can't get off of it. They've been seven in a row, and they've looked terrible. So, you know, Montreal and them each have five games left. Montreal, in theory, has the tougher schedule, playing the top two teams twice. But the Jets right now, like Nikolai Ehlers, they miss him. So I'm kind of leaning for Edmonton to play Montreal. And they haven't met since, what, uh, the early 80s when uh, the Oilers went and swept them. So it's always fun to see rivalries that you don't really see in the playoffs and might never see again until because obviously Toronto and Montreal will go back east. But Edmonton's a good team. Edmonton's been a pretty good team since February 1st. Like, they're fifth in, in most categories. They've figured out how to reduce their goals against. They have the two best offensive players in the league right now in McDavid and Dreisaitl. They can play them together. I think they'll play them apart. 
uh, as far as five on five goes come playoff time. But McDavid's almost unstoppable right now. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, he's he's legit. I thought he had a really good chance for 100 at the start of the year. I think I pegged him at 1.75 points, and he's going to surpass that. It's it's crazy. But the orders, they seem like they're on a collision course with Toronto to meet up in the, in the uh, North Final. Yeah. And who knows how that would go, man. They didn't even touch the Leafs in that set in Edmonton, as you recall, right? They weren't even in those games. So, hey, the best hockey's ahead. Gregor, as always, love it. We never got around to the CFL, but we will next time. Thanks for the time, buddy. Well, Rod, you know, that's kind of fitting, unfortunately, because I think that might have been the least hyped-up CFL draft ever. There's just, when you're out of sight, out of mind, like, here we are, Rod. I think I talked to you six weeks ago. Guess what? There's still no name in Edmonton. Like we're in May. What's going on? I don't like. I don't understand kind of the rationale here. And unfortunately, with the, the conversations yesterday, like I'm not even sure we'll get a half season until the fall. It's really disappointing because I love the CFL. I know. So hockey, it will be. All right, bud. Thank you. Appreciate it. See you, Rod. Joy hoop life. You bet. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Jason Gregor joining us from. Uh... I always want to say Team 1260. It's now TSN 1260 Edmonton and a longtime buddy of mine. I got thoughts, by the way, on the latest news and the CFL's return to play. Wayne in Victoria says that's such a good point. Guys aren't thinking. They just do it. Great interview, guys. I got thoughts on that, too. So hang on. And Moose will be back in here, too, when we come back. You're watching the RP show on a Wednesday. Senko de Mayo. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And Moose has rejoined us here in the booth. I'm going to read a couple of our viewer comments, and then I'll get into another monologue rant, whatever you want to call it. Aaron Beach, watching in Vancouver, says, I wish this show could be on local radio in Vancouver. That way I could listen while at work. Sadly, I don't think that will happen. I don't know what to say about that. We are where we are. What channel are we? Well, you can listen live. Thanks, Clark. RodPeterson.com slash listen live. There's a link. You can listen in your ear every day. So there's that. Yeah. How about that? How about uh, that? <laughs> Chris, or uh, Clark hit two buttons at once there. Chris, uh, Chris Bird. So here we are, a bunch of CFL fans watching probably the leading CFL talk show in Canada, yet we are burning up about Tom Wilson. The CFL needs to fan the fire of passion in its fans. I agree, but that's not our job. But I said I will get to the CFL monologue in a moment, but I want to tell you this, Moose, because this is what people don't understand about a Tom Wilson. And by the way, I'm not speaking from any perch of moral superiority because God knows my history in life. But a thing with Tom Wilson... I said it earlier with Matthew Barnaby. Barney and I have sat and talked about this for hours. Stu Grimson. Why do you think guys like us connect? Because we're all the same. And now that I'm, you know, I'm getting my certification and uh, well, I already have my license as a recovery coach, I, ha- I know the terms for this. It's called hyperexcitability, poor impulse control. I was talking to somebody about it the other day. We can't stop ourselves. You can find Tom Wilson out the yin-yang. I saw his biggest fine was close to a million dollars. He hasn't stopped. 
and you won't stop him. You can just keep finding him, you keep suspending him, but until you sit him down and say, this is the end of the line, and I know that because somebody sat me down and said, Rod, you're at the end of the line, whether it be in an inter- intervention or whether you're in front of the SGI, Saskatchewan Government Insurance Traffic Parole Board, saying we're taking your license away until you wake the hell up. That's what it, it's the end of the line. And Tom Wilson's not at the end of the line. And I mentioned the Yellowstone reference. You know, so many people say, Rod, you love Yellowstone. You were raised out of farming, ranching family. Which one of them are you? And I'm, you don't understand. I'm Beth. Wild. Untamable. Uncontrollable. Half the people love her. Half the people hate her. I'm only slightly more tamed down than what I used to be. And that's, that's Tom Wilson. That's Stu Grimson. When they snap, they get it. I, I just remember, and I, I, I told you this, I met Ed Belfort, remember, at that event in Saskatoon just before the pandemic. Yeah. And we hit it, sat down and talked for a long time. And somebody said to me, did you know Ed Belfort? No, never met him before until now. Well, how did you get to be such close friends? We speak the same language, okay? We call you guys earthlings. You know, Eddie's been known to do a few steep snap show things. Oh, yeah. I get it. I'd like to go have a talk with Tom Wilson. But see, the Capitals don't see a reason to do that. They don't see any reason for Tom Wilson to change. Did you see their tweet, by the way, mocking the Rangers that Tom Wilson's in their head? Go look up the Capitals' Twitter feed. Where, and you had thoughts on they this. They don't I, think there's anything wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they don't think there's anything wrong. So no. why would Tom Wilson change? It's still, Everybody's got to sit you down when you're one of us and say, no, no, you can't do this anymore. But as long as the Capitals are like, yeah, yeah, keep doing it. Why, why would he change? You, yeah, and it was, it was a great conversation you had with, with Gregor in the last segment. You know, a guy like that, if he's on your team, he's effective when he's playing close to that line, right? And he's playing physical, and he's under your skin, and he's disruptive, but he's got enough skill that he can score, and he can be effective in that way. So you bring him back, and you say, you can't do it, and he, and he gets kind of gun-shy, He's not effective for you anymore. So he doesn't have a home in the league because he's not good enough skill-wise to be a top six or to be a really effective forward in that sense. You know, maybe his defensive play is not elite either. So he does what he does, and he's carved out his own role. So you want him flirting the line, but when he goes over the line, you really have to slap him on the wrist. You really have to, you know, bring him in. $5,000 doesn't doesn't do it, and it's not going to stop him. You know, and so what are you doing? You're letting him play at that line. Until he kills somebody? Is that where we go from here? Like, it becomes awful tough. And I understand why you have tough guys like George Peros running Department of Player Safety. But you need somebody. And I, and I thought this was George Peros, and maybe it is. And, and I'd like to hope that it is. You need somebody who played that way in the National Hockey League and did it with a massive amount of respect. A guy who respects that role because he understands I'm fighting the other team's tough guy, right? I'm fighting you when you are ready to fight me and we drop the gloves, right? And you go ahead and there's that respect. A guy who, who plays that role but doesn't, you know, cross the line with cheap shots and stuff, they can determine, yeah. but he missed the ball here. Give the job to Matthew Barnaby. From our viewers, 
Good. From Michael Wynn in Winnipeg, did you see Sean Avery's comment? No, because he's an idiot, and he didn't have any respect. I don't care what Sean Avery has to say about this or anything. From Sober Athletic Wear in Toronto, now I get Tom Wilson's head. When you put it in recovery terms, I understand that analogy. Thank you. From Jeff Kabilis in Winnipeg, uh, where is it? Beth is wild and relentless on Yellowstone. There are many people that know me well that would say Rod is wild and relentless. Wouldn't you? It's pretty good. It's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. From Rachel, the intern. She says he hasn't stopped because he needs an intervention like what the Penguins did for Cook. Rod is spot on. As long as the Caps keep tolerating this, his disgusting behavior will continue. And the point is, they don't think that the Capitals don't think there's a problem. Oh, and by the way, just before the sports update from uh, Robin in Prince Albert says, breaking news, the Rangers announced their starting lineup for the game tonight. Tim, Dr. Hook McCracken, Russ, Ross, Mad Dog Madison, Clarence, Swap Town, Andre Lucier, the Poodle, <laughs> Gilmore Tuttle, and Ogie Oglethorpe. So, you know, 20, 30 years ago, for this Rangers-Capitals rematch tonight, they're bring, they're, if they don't have the biggest meathead in hockey, down in Hartford with the Wolfpack in the American Hockey League. They're signing him today to come up tonight and beat the hell out of Tom Wilson. And the ratings would be through the roof. <laughs> Just saying. But we don't want that. I'd be doing whatever I have to do to clear my schedule tonight, to make sure I've got a feed that's going to show me the Rangers and the Capitals game. John Davidson would be walking out front of MSG up to an ambulance and peeling off hundreds and giving it to the ambulance driver would you mind circling a couple of times what am i paying you for yeah we didn't get to that sports update we'll do that next you're watching the rp show on game plus tv network and listen live for suds full service car wash at rodpeterson.com have you subscribed to the rod peterson show youtube channel yet head to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Okay, welcome back, everybody. As promised, we're going right to the top of the hour, and then we're breaking away on Game Plus TV for Swiss League Hockey, by the way. They're in the playoffs over there. Craig McTavish is, play- is coaching. Can you imagine if he was playing? Oh, boy. Uh, Justin Abdelkader's playing in that league. Carl Klingberg. Again, we're breaking away in eight minutes' time for live Swiss League hockey. From our viewers regarding tonight's showdown at MSG, well, a couple of things. Uh, one, Joe Lazito, he's watching on Long Island, and he hates the Rangers, by the way. He says, Mason Gertzen's the only muscle in the Rangers organization, but as of now, he hasn't been recalled from Hartford. Um, Troy in Toronto says, we will all be watching Rangers Capitals tonight. Moose is 100% right. I can't help myself. I don't think anything's going to happen, but you're going to tune in anyways. From Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York. He says, John Davidson, who is the president of the Rangers, if you don't know. (laughs) He goes, there it is. John Davidson, as he passes by the bus driver making holes in the team bus. Remember that? The sledgehammer? Yeah. He's got the quotes of it. It says, Walt, Walt, what are you doing? Making it look mean. And the whole crowd. <laughs> How about that? How about that? Uh, 
Dan Saravelli's watching in Philadelphia. Dan, the situation, Saravelli. He says, Rod, a little random, but let's hear your guys' top five NHL players ever. Uh, not right now. We got to come back next hour and do that because I got to get into a sports update. Wayne, Gordy, Patrick Waugh, there's three. Bobby Orr. Mario. Mario. And there's room for a sixth. There's, there's a few. I got a goalie in there. Yeah. Maurice Richard? Probably Maurice Richard. Can I say it again? Wayne, Gordy, Patrick Waugh, Mario Lemieux, Maurice Richard, Bobby Orr. Not that hard. I, I'll that? consider putting Crosby in mind. Sure. And one day, McDavid. There's the face-off. Uh, sports update. Neon Leon Dreisaitl scored twice, and Connor McDavid registered a pair of assists as the Edmonton Oilers collected a 4-1 win over the host Vancouver Canucks. McDavid continues to lead the NHL in scoring with 93 points now. In the dub, Josh Williams scored his second goal of the game 21 seconds into overtime as the Edmonton Oil Kings edged the Lethbridge Hurricanes 3-2. Samuel Huo made it a 3-3 game at 12.47 of the third, then potted the winner in overtime. To lead Tri-City over the Spokane Chiefs 4-3, Taylor Goche stopped 29 shots, and Connor Bowie scored the eventual winner as Prince George topped the Kelowna Rockets 2-1. Riley Stotts had a goal and two assists, and Adam Kidd registered the winner as Calgary slipped past the Red Deer Rebels 4-3 in overtime. What time's that Canada-Sweden game today, guys? 5 p.m. Mountain? I'll find out. Does that sound right? They're on it. Paul George and Marcus Morris scored 22 points each, and the L.A. Clippers rallied for a 105-100 victory over the visiting Toronto Raptors to snap a three-game skid. Raps' uh, hopes of being in the play-in tournament fading by the game, unfortunately. Mitch Moreland hit a two-run homer on the heels of Jed Lowry's two-run double in the second to back Cole Irvin's pitching gem, and the Oakland A's beat the visiting Toronto Blue Jays 4-1. Irvin struck out a career-high nine Toronto batters over eight scoreless innings. You're starting to hear the murmur out of Toronto. George Springer, where you been? Enough's enough. You're starting to hear it, aren't you? Yeah. You're starting to hear it. Come yeah. on, George. Got to play. 9 p.m. Eastern, by the way. 7 p.m. We were all wrong. Yeah. I said five. Clark said three. It's at seven? Nine Eastern. Seven Mountain. Nice little barbecue night. Shaping up. Yeah, really. Brian... Angelo scored in the second leg in Mexico City, and Cruz Azul advanced to the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals with a 4-1 aggregate victory over Toronto FC. This sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. few things here. Uh, from Ray in the six. He's in the Kitchener area. Hi, Rod. Is it any surprise that George Paris only gave $5,000 to Tom Wilson? They are both goons the way they play. Having said that, the Rangers would jump at Tom Wilson if he became a free agent. That's the thing. How much different is this guy from Brad Marchand? And like, yeah, Marchand does stupid things. He just doesn't injure people. And everybody wants Brad Marchand on their team. The Capitals... Clearly have no problem with the way Tom Wilson plays. So for a second straight day, I'll say, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Brady in Saskatoon says, George Paris 
was Tom Wilson. I've been saying for a long time he's unfit for his job. An enforcer whose only job in his career was to beat people up and sit in the penalty box, and let's not forget was knocked out and stretchered off in a fight, shouldn't be head of the Department of Player Safety. I, I don't think that he should be in that job, but who the hell am I? From Chris in Edmonton, who do you think will be the dominant team in the CFL this year? Aside from that question, and John Hodge is going to join us right off the top of hour two to talk about CFL. I see the, um, it was all very positive what happened with the draft last night. It was an exciting draft. People are talking about crickets. Nobody paid attention. It's a little like WWE to me. And I've said it before. I think it's a joke. But you know what? 18,000 people show up and watch that. Millions on television. So it doesn't care what I think. So it doesn't matter what I, what I think about the WWE. It's popular to the people that care. Why do we whine and bitch and moan about nobody cares about the CFL draft? It was great. Maybe we need to start with the law of attraction here and stop whining about that not enough people pay attention, for one. Um, for two, I see p- the positivity, con- positivity continued this morning. All six jurisdictions have cleared the health and safety protocols and returned to play. Did you see that? And I saw people just going bonkers about that. I'm like, good. Then why aren't you playing? Great. Then why didn't you last year? Because I don't see how this is a red letter day. They cleared it for the NHL. They cleared it for the WHL. They cleared it for Curling Canada. They cleared it for the CEBL. They cleared it for the CPL. How how is this huge news? Show me how you're going to get on the field. And I'm seeing teams say, we got money. We got money. We're not broke. We're fine. We're fine. Yeah? Why aren't you playing then? You've got money, but you don't want to spend it. And you're seeing careers end, front offices drain, but you don't care because you only care about yourselves. So I'm not going to get excited till I see them walk onto the field. I have a huge problem with what's going on. Your last word, sir. Yeah, I mean, until you want to, until you play, it's all, you know, it's all just words. It's all just talk. And yep. the CFL, like, you can have a, an approved plan to play. And it can be different than what Dr. Bonnie Henry says in terms of mass gatherings because you can improve special one-off cases, the CFL, the NHL. You can approve their plan. Yeah. But if Don- you don't play, it's because you don't want to And play. Bonnie Henry says we can't have crowds till the wintertime in B.C. So the CFL says we have backup plans on the backup plans on the backup plans. Well, really, what are those plans? Uh, we don't want to tell you. Okay. See you in August. Maybe. Until then, we're going to talk about hockey. See you in hour two next For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. 
new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.